we're back. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. UFC 253 post-show live on Kicking It with the King. It's your host, Gabriel Hernandez. Like I said, it is wonderful. September 27, 2020. It's good to be back. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be back here. Um, as promised, here is the post-show. <laughs> I promised you guys yesterday, and we have a rare day off completely. So, we're going to recap everything and all things UFC 253 on this edition, the special edition of Kicking It With The King. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, spark up a joint. It is the morning time, so depending on how often you smoke or anything else you want to do, Join us, ladies and gentlemen. Have fun. Sit back. Relax. We have a lot of things to recap. All things UFC 253. All things Israel Adesanya. All things Jan Blahovich. Congrats to both men. Israel Adesanya retains his belt. We're fucking excited! Woo! Israel Adesanya defeats Paulo Costa by second round TKO. It started off with a nasty head kick. And then, boom, lands a nasty punch and then drops him. Paulo Costa goes down. Israel Adesanya, you know, lands some additional ground and pound, get, gets in the full mount. Paulo Costa turns over, lands a Israel lands a couple more ground and pound shots, and boom, it is over. Israel puts all the doubters to shame. He puts everybody that was rooting against him to shame. He makes everybody proud, all the Aussies, all the Americans, all the casuals, all the hardcores, everyone. Israel Adesanya fucking did it. He, he did it, ladies and gentlemen. But without further ado, before we begin with that, you know, follow us on Twitter. Like I said, if you haven't said it already, follow us on Twitter at KWTKPod. Ladies and gentlemen, join the conversation. Hashtag KWTKPod to ask any questions, questions, comments, all things UFC 253, anything else you want to talk about, we'll talk about it on the show. But today's show is strictly the post show, so we're going to get into this bitch. Man, Israel Asanya looked good. He said it the other day that he was going to make it look easy. When you do fast forward to Friday, boom, he made it look easy. Israel is a man of his word. Jesus Christ, he looked good. He looked great. He was very patient. He landed a lot of those nasty leg kicks and obviously seemingly effective on Paulo Costa. Now that I think that this was going to happen this way and now thinking about it like stomaching all the things that went down at all things UFC 253 but you know, circling towards the main event, I didn't think that it was going to happen like that. And I thought Paulo Costa would have more of an answer for what Israel Adesanya was doing, considering how good Paulo Costa did, you know, look in the Romero fight. Obviously, he looked a little bit more polished, if that makes any sense. I mean, he, just, he really did, essentially, because, like, you know, he, in the fight with Israel, he just looked like he was lost in there. Like, it didn't look like he had any answer or anything significant to offer Israel. I mean, um, if you break down Paulo Costa, if you look at him, he really he threw a couple high kicks and really did land one that seemingly grazed the the head of Israel if I if I'm not mistaken or you know kind of landed a lot harder you know you could hear everything in those octagons so you know being able to hear that one kick land you know other than that you know it was it was all Israel Adesanya from there from that point on I mean did anyone else agree with me like Paulo Costa did not look the same not not physically he looked obviously the same physically but you know he just looked like he didn't have an answer for them he, he, he was taunting a lot, and, you know, Israel will land a couple nasty shots, and Paulo Costa would shake his head or, you know, taunt and stick his tongue out and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously at the end of the day, the taunting bit him in the ass, even though he was clearly behind. He still had the nerve to taunt, and, you know, like I said, Israel landed that nasty shot, dropped Paulo, 
God into his guard, land into the vintage ground and pound, and, you know, like Israel said, <laughs> what is it? He got mounted by a white belch. He got mounted by a white belch. That's kind of how he pronounced it, but Israel's having the time of his life. If you go over and check out his uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Stylebender, um, you're looking at uh, him enjoying himself, obviously with the memes and stuff, and at the end of the day, the sport's all about respect and all that, but when you have a beef that's boiling for that long, I can clearly understand it, man. Obviously, I feel for Paulo Costa. I did issue a series of tweets to the winners and the losers, you know, considering that, you know, Paulo Costa, Dominic Reyes, you know, you know, these guys have families, and, you know, a lot of people, they care about them at home. So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I understand where Israel's coming from when it comes to the taunts and, salt and all that. You know, like I said, it's water under the bridge. Uh, Paulo Costa is very young in the sport, too. And he's also a very young guy. I think he's like nearly 30 or something like that. But, you know, he had never experienced defeat. And this is a, a rare, this is a constant conversation that we have with people who suffer their first UFC defeat and as well as their first defeat in general. How do they bounce back? But I think that he has a very smart coach in Eric Albarcine. We got, we talked about that before the show, before the podcast. Um, you know, all the people that he has coached, you know, Henry Cejudo, the, the Pitbull brothers, um, you know, and he coached them to a world championship level fights. I just think that, you know, Paulo Costa, obviously, like I said, um, it, you know, proved, you know, before this fight, proved to everybody why he was a number one contender. But like, that brings me to say, like, you go fast forward to the fight yesterday. It just didn't look as if he had too many gifts or too many things to offer Israel. You know, it just, you know, it's kind of just basically boxing and movement. It wasn't really anything too flashy. It wasn't any, he didn't take too many risks or anything. He was a little too patient in there. You know, Israel Aksani essentially looked like he was having a sparring session. So that that was that was an excellent performance by the champion, and and he you know, continues to improve and and look a lot more sharper. Nineteen and zero, um, he's fought the best of the best at middleweight. So he clearly doesn't need uh, to prove anything to anybody, considering the fact that you know he's beaten guys like Robert Whitaker, um, Robert Whitaker, Calvin Gaslam, Anderson Silva, Yoel Romero, and now. Paulo Costa. So um, now the question is, who's next? And we're obviously eyeing the um, till or not till, excuse me, um, the Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier fight. Uh, Israel Adesanya talked candidly about that and saying that he would like to fight Jared Cannonier, and he also thinks that Jared Cannonier will beat Robert Whitaker. So that could potentially be our next fight for Israel if if Cannonier is successful. I'm not really too sold on a rematch between Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya just yet. Maybe our Rob gets another win. Uh, Rob did win against Till in his last fight. A very close fight. A lot of people thought it could have went either way. So if Robert Whitaker beats Jared Cannonier, you know that would essentially set him up. You know, being the number one contender and all that would set him up for another title shot. It's just a matter of is it really is it really worth it right now? Because you know we we've seen the Robert versus Israel fight. You know, Rob clearly got. You know, I I don't know Rob. You know, it was outmatched. Not saying that he can't win. But in, in the second fight, he was just a little too over-aggressive, maybe a little bit more patient in that fight. Or maybe Israel Adesanya is just a bad matchup for him. Maybe he's a bad matchup for everybody. So we need some fresh blood. So, you know, all signs would point to Jared Cannonier essentially beating Robert Whitaker. Anything can happen, obviously. But, you know, for the, for the outcome, for the next future opponent, for the next guy, you know, clean slate for Israel. No rematches. You know, just kind of clearly going through everyone slowly but surely in the UFC. Knocked out Derek Brunson. Beat the brakes off Brad Tavares. I mean, stop 
a million takedowns from Robert Robert Wilkinson. And, you know, every single step of the way, every single opponent slowly but surely throughout USC, Israel Adesanya's UFC career, he slowly but surely creeped his way up to better, even better opponents. Oh, how is he going to fare against this guy? How is he going to do against a guy like Brunson who's always pressuring him and always, you know, going for you know, wrestling attempts and stuff, takedowns, and always forward pressure. How is he going to do against Robert Whitaker, the champion, who went, you know, went 10 rounds with Yolo Romero? How is he going to do against this guy? How is he, you know, everything, everything, everyone questions Israel Adesanya, everyone hates on him, everyone, you know, makes, not makes fun, but, you know, just, you know, calls him, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why people don't like Israel Adesanya, you know, is he, is he come off too, does he come off too brash, he, he's pretty cocky, I gotta give you that, but, you know, he's a man can fight, and he definitely did his fighting yesterday, yesterday, um, night and you know he looked good doing it. So um, for for Israel Adesanya, maybe Jared Kennedy or maybe winner winner of uh, uh, what is it Whitaker versus Cannonier And also speaking of Darren Till, I mean we, we we've been talking about that fight for so long. They've both talked about it even after the loss. Stylebender still you know hinted and told Darren Till that he still would like to fight him someday. I think that's stylistically an interesting fight, man. That's that proves to be an interesting fight, a great fight stylistically, both on the feet. Both men are young, both men are charismatic, both men for damn sure can sell that fight, and that could you know potentially be fight of the night worthy material. Hence, if if Till is successful against um, Jack Hermanson, so it's Till versus Hermanson, um, Jared Cannonier versus Robert Whitaker, a little bit of a middleweight tournament going on here to really determine who the next winner is. However, I don't think Rob's going to get the shot if successful against um, Cannonier. So that might jump to the other side for the, the winner of um, Hermanson and um, Till. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, what's next for Paulo Costa real quick before we jump into the co-main event? Um, you know, like I said, he's young in the sport. And, you know, obviously, like I said, he's experienced his first ever loss. And, um, you know, obviously, like I said, it sucks, at least to happen that way. And, you know, not knowing and thinking that, that this was going to happen, it's just crazy to say, like, out of all things, I thought maybe, like, Israel would, would squeak out, not squeak out, but, like, you know, produce a one-sided unanimous decision and, you know, beautiful destruction and stuff like that. But, you know, he finished him, man. He shut some people up. Israel got the job done, so, you know, Israel... You know, to have all that, that superstardom and fame and post all the memes. And, you know, he's got to enjoy this. This is a fantastic performance. You know, Pablo Costa can go back and, you know, obviously see what he did wrong. Uh, wasn't really nearly as active as I would have liked to see him. But, you know, like I said, this fight game is crazy. Anything can happen on any given day. So, you know, all respects to Pablo Costa. So how about going from one division, let's go up like 20 pounds or so, to the 205-pound division. Dominic Reyes took on Jan Blahovic. Jan Blahovic was a serious underdog coming into that fight. And, you know, all respects to Dominic Reyes, you know, people had him on a high pedestal, right? And he rightfully deserved it because, you know, this is like, this is the thing. This is why the sport is so crazy because you go and look at Dominic's fight with John. John Jones, the best light heavyweight of all time, the, the GOAT, the greatest fighter of all time, the most pound, the pound for pound, the top tier fighter of all time, John Jones. Dominic Reyes goes and gets into a close fight with John Jones. And a lot of people in, in their minds thought that Dominic Reyes won. So Dominic Reyes seemingly has the closest fight gives John the closest fight of his modern day career other than the first Gustafson fight. You know, this is like the, the that was the one other time other than Tiago Santos fight. But, you know, a lot of people seemingly thought John 
lost to Dominic Reyes, but you know I've seen a lot more people come to John's defense on how he beat Tiago Santos. I know that was a split decision, clear cut split decision, quote unquote, on the cards. But you know a lot of more a lot more people have thought that John won the Tiago Santos fight based off the damage because of uh, you know what happened in both of his knees. He blew both of his knees out, and you know he wasn't able to you know capitalize because he blew both of his knees out. And Tiago Santos did, and you know, obviously, you look at the Reyes fight. Reyes fight was clear cut. You know, it was a lot more closer than in any of John's fights. And like I said, you know, Reyes went into this fight with Blahovich with that on his head. You know, a lot of people thought he beat John Jones, and he thought he beat John Jones as well. So, you know, that's a lot to bring into this fight. I'm not saying that you know he, he should bring the confidence of the John Jones loss. However, he could bring the confidence that he was able to go five rounds with the champion at the time, and you know, push him to you know, push him to the, the, the edge, you know, make it a hard, tough fight for John, you know, 10 times out of 10, that's a tough fight for John Jones, and a tough fight for Dominic Reyes, so Dominic Reyes goes into this fight with Jan Blachowicz, and, you know, Jan Blachowicz is a serious underdog, because a lot of people, you know, want to see Dominic Reyes get that belt, considering what happened between him and John, and, um, you know, you can't sleep on Jan Blachowicz, man. Look at look at his body of work that he's been able to do. I mean, look at that knockout of Corey Anderson. Knockout over Luke Rockhold. And now, the knockout over Dominic Reyes. I mean, Jan Blachowicz has slowly but surely had crept his way up and started sleeping people, man. I, um, I made a couple of tweets yesterday about it considering, like, I was talking about, you know, if you go back to John starting his career, at one point in time, he was two wins and four losses, and, you know, Jan Blachowicz was just another, you know, a, a, a good name, a good win for a lot of people. I mean, back when Jimmy Manoa beat him, Corey Anderson handily, you know, outgrappled him and, you know, beat the hell out of him, you know, just, you know, Gustafson did it as well. You know, Jan's Blahovich's losses seem very one-sided when it comes to came to top contenders and all that. And you know, you really no no one's seen him in in, in a championship level fight. Basically, you know, he's thirty-seven years old now, but at the time, you know, he just you know he didn't really show any any signs of championship level material. And you fast forward to his last few wins, and you want to know like basically his last loss in like the last six fights, dude was like the Tiago Santos fight. That shows you how good Tiago Santos is. Tiago Santos slept him. It was in the third round or so, if I believe. That shows you how good he is. But then, damn, that shows you how good Jan Blahovic is, man. He can end the fight at any given time. And, you know, that fight with Reyes, you know, Reyes obviously, you know, got caught with a lot of those body kicks. You've seen the, the welt on the side of his body. But, you know, towards the towards the end, of the, towards the beginning of the finish, you know, Blahovic, you could see that nasty intentions in those power shots. You know, he landed some nasty shots. I mean, but broke, raised his nose, I mean, dropped him. I mean, you know, I essentially thought that the finish was a little too, I mean, I thought the referee jumped in a little too early, but then again, I watched it. I didn't know he got his nose broken, essentially, so I went back and watched the replay, and um, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, stop that fight. Yeah, let him, let the man, uh, live to fight another day so it's crazy to say that out of all ways to win for Jan it was by knockout I mean just all this this is the craziest thing because I'm not sitting here and saying that I didn't think Jan was gonna win I'm just saying like I didn't know he was gonna win that way I mean then again I can't I couldn't now thinking about it if I were to be there yesterday and making predictions I don't think Jan would have brought him to Jan's decision I had picked um Reyes just to be safe not safe but you know just Everyone was betting on him. Everyone was high on him. I thought that he would, you know, obviously bring the 
confidence he had in the John Jones fight to the Blahovich fight. Obviously, a completely different fight, but you know it's crazy to say that to how crazy the sport is. You know, Reyes struggled with Blahovich and you know seemingly almost had his way with John Jones. So that shows you how crazy the sport is. Now, 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 fast forward and and hold on, slow your roll, slow your roll. That does not mean that Blahovich would have a competitive fight with John. Maybe he does. Who knows? This, this sport's very crazy, and now that John Jones has vacated his belt, now we don't really get to see that unless John comes back down to 205 pounds, which he, you know, insinuated, and he said, how would you guys feel about me coming back down to fight for the belt? Now, I don't know if the UFC's completely on board because John has openly made it aware that he wants to move to heavyweight, and I don't think they're here for playtime. UFC, obviously... Um, you know, like say John Jones drops down to heavy or drops down two hundred five pounds, beats Jan Blahovich, vacates his belt again. Okay, that's that's really a waste of the UFC's time as well as a light heavyweight division's time. Unless you plan on defending that belt, John Jones. I love John Jones, but realistically, this is what we what we're gonna get here. If John Jones comes back up, beats Jan Blahovich, he will no doubtably um, regard himself as the best of all time. He doesn't need to fight Jan Blahovich to do that. You know, the, the rest, the, the, the 205-pound division is John's contenders fighting for the belt while John's not there. I mean, John had two close fights, but John tends to do better in rematches. I do think if John fought Reyes again, he, he would finish him. And I think if he fought Blahovich, I think John would get the job done as well, especially when you utilize grappling. I mean, if you look at the grappling that Luke Rockhold possessed against the Jan Blahovich fight, obviously got caught on the end of those punches and, um, got his jaw broken, but Jan, Jan's grappling isn't the, the most sound. It's just a matter of that, the fact that he's sleeping people and no one is able to get him to the point. You know, Reyes obviously didn't attempt any takedowns. There was no clinching. There was no wrestling. There was nothing. It was a stand-up kickboxing fight, and that's why Jan is successful because obviously he has a lot of kickboxing experience and obviously former champion over in KSW, and you know, Jan had twice the amount of fights and wins that Reyes had fight or had total fights. So yeah, like I said, you guys noticed there was no grappling. If there was more grappling, if they mix it up, you know, you, you kind of improve your chances. But Reyes isn't a, a good grappler. You know, he hasn't shown any grappling. If, if I'm if I'm concerned, if he has, then fuck it. I haven't remembered. I don't remember it. But you know, there was no grappling, and that essentially leaves you a lot more open for power shots, and and you know, leaves you more open for um. You know to be knocked out. I mean, he did show good takedown defense in the John Jones fight and all that and, and the Chris Weidman fight. Um, but, you know, there wasn't any, you know, anything else that Reyes did. Obviously, he landed a couple nice kicks and some good punches and still refused to go away, obviously, up until Young landed that, you know, nasty power shot and, you know, you know, had uh, Reyes in all sorts of trouble, you know, kind of in his guard and, you know, Jan landed those couple, you know, like the flurry, the left hand, right hand, you know, like a flurry, a flurry of it, and the referee jumped in. That was a perfect stoppage for me, in my opinion. Um, so, like I said, it's a game of inches, and you, you gotta, you know, come into these fights. Obviously, you only had six weeks to prepare. That's no, that's no excuse or anything like that. I'm not trying to make any excuses for Reyes. I just, I just think that, you know, that wasn't one of his best performances. And obviously, like I said, it's just crazy because we see how good he looked in the John fight, and then go down, down to, unfortunately, losing to, excuse me, to Blahovich. That's no disrespect to Blahovich though. Just because Reyes looks good in the in the Jones fight doesn't mean 
Yeah, I disrespect that, the, give disrespect to Blahovich. Because Blahovich still, obviously, like I said, the, the most beautiful part about all this, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go backwards. We're going to go backwards for a second to a, a series of tweets that I tweeted about Jan. I said that no matter what and no matter how many times Jan lost in the UFC, and, you know, despite that 2-4 and four start, you know, he didn't stop believing that he could be a world champion, and that's why he's a world champion. That's why he's a UFC light heavyweight champion now, because he never stopped. And, you know, <laughs> you get older, you know, as wine ages, it tends to taste better. So, you know, what's that fucking quote called? Fine, no, not fine, like wine, that would be weird to say. Um, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm trying to think of it. it it's, 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 it's something like, you know, better with age or something like that. Some shit like that. Someone probably remind me of what it is. But, you know, Jan Vilhovich is 37 years old. Three more years until he's 40, man. And he's a light heavyweight champion. Now, the question is, we, now, 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 who's next for Jan? That's the thing. It's not going to be John, in my opinion. Um, he just beat Reyes. Um, we got guys like Glover Teixeira in the mix. We got, um, who else we got? No, no, not Gustafson, excuse me. I don't know. I mean, now now we have an um, interesting uh, question here at 205 pounds. Let, let me pull up the light, light heavyweight ranks. And quickly, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at um, KWTKPod. G the King Official on Instagram, GT King Official on Twitter. Join the conversation if you want to join our, our show. Um, or you know, join the conversation, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. I don't really like tweet during the show, so obviously, like I said, if you have questions, comments for the next shows or anything, anything, anything of concern, anything you want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, you can hit me up anywhere, anytime. We talk about fights, we do anything, bring you on the show, we could do anything you want. So we're gonna pull up the UFC light heavyweight rankings right now, and then we're gonna see, because um, you know, obviously, like I said, there's Blahovich, there's Reyes, Glovichera, Anthony Smith. And one of the things about the new champion, because we haven't seen a guy that's not named Cormier or John Jones be the light heavyweight champion all the way dating back to 2011. That's a fucking long time, bro. All right. Here we go. Light heavyweight rankings. Here we go. Wait, where's the light? Oh. It hasn't been updated yet. Okay, so... So we got, well, realistically, we got Dominic Reyes, we got Tiago Santos, I mean, obviously Blonde, y'all said Blonde, I was going to say Blonde, Blahovich. We got Jan, Tiago, or we basically got Tiago Santos, uh, Alexander Rakic, who had another great win as well. I mean, he could be creeping up the ladder slowly but surely. We got Anthony Smith at number eight, Volkan Ostemir, Johnny Walker coming off of a win. I don't think he's going to be finding himself in a title fight anytime soon. But the, the division is kind of shallow. There's only a couple people that they could be fighting for the title in the near future. Um, but look, man, just like, yeah, basically like a Glover Teixeira streaking. Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira are probably the winner of that fight because those two are penciled in the fight. So maybe that that's the winner. And maybe maybe Dominic Reyes can have a rematch with Volkan Uzdemir or something. Or Reyes versus Anthony Smith. Reyes versus Anthony Smith makes for a great fight. I like that fight. But, you know, obviously got to give Reyes time to heal up because he did break his nose and got busted up and you know, only had six weeks to prepare. So there's no need or no rush to rush him into any fights because that's when you start losing and you lose your steam and we are wanting to see him go from the guy who almost beat John Jones down to you know falling from his grace you know that would be unfortunate so we don't want to see that happen um 
anything else we got here? Well, we, we, I only really came in here to talk about the co, the co and uh, the main event because I, I mean, I care about the other fights. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, but the, the, the story of the night was 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 uh, ooh, who the fuck was that guy? Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, we should honor some of the more notable opponents, too, that got uh, got the job done as well. Let me pull up some of the Wikipedias. Uh, Jake Matthews got an impressive win over Diego Sanchez, as expected. That's crazy to see that Diego Sanchez is still going the distance and stuff. Not necessarily winning in his last two fights, but he's still going the distance and stuff. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. Um, let me see. So, Brad Riddell beats Alex Da Silva by unanimous decision. Great win for Brad Riddell. And how about Caitlin Vieira? Defeats Sashara Eusebanks. I picked um, I picked Caitlin Vieira to win by Yanis decision. I didn't get my. Mm, I picked Israel Adesanya, in the main event. All right, let's see. You know, Jake Matthews beats Diego Sanchez. All right, um, Hakeem Duwadu defeats Zubaira Tihugov by split decision. That was an amazing performance. A fun fight. I like that fight a lot. And a big, big one that started off fucking insane from start to finish, as fucking crazy as it was. Brandon Royal Royval defeats Kaikar of France by submission, guillotine choke in the second round, 48 seconds in. But that was a fucking insane fight to start it off. Um, but now, now, ladies and gentlemen, now, now, what's next? What's the next fight card coming up? Let's look. Let's look on verdict. How do we do on our fight picks, by the way? We're gonna log in a verdict in the main. See, let see this real quick. Let me take a drink real quick. <laughs> that shit is fucking nasty, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a sponsorship, but um, I just popped open a can of Budweiser. Not just any fucking can. Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold. Extra smooth golden lager, 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 lager beer. But it tastes like if you guys have ever tried a long, long anitas, it's like I forgot how much percent it is like eight percent. It's like a Mexican beer, it's very thick. It's not like a, a piss beer, you don't go piss a bunch like Bud Light and Budweiser and, and Modelo's and shit like that. I love Modelo's, Modelo's is my top favorite. But I see in this can in the corner store, right. And we're gonna look at a fight. We're gonna look at fight picks in a second, but might as well fucking fuck off for a few minutes. We just fucking started the whole entire show off. All UFC 253, everything UFC 253. Um, so like I said, I went to the corner store the other day. I go to this corner store a lot. I've spent hundreds of dollars, hundreds, probably. I don't know necessarily close to a thousand just yet, but considering like the amount of times that I've gone in there and stuff to go get my alcohol, get food, get yeah. Food and alcohol, I guess. <laughs> no, mainly like my beers and my Delos and stuff like that. Especially after a long-ass day, man. Being out in the hot weather, you know. I'm not behind a microphone 25-7. There's a lot of other things that I do outside of the show. So, like I said, you got to have some beers to kick your feet up and relax sometimes. But mind you, this Budweiser, Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold is fucking nasty. It tastes like uh, Longanitas. So if you ever try Longanitas or Blue Moon or any of those other ones, uh, it kind of tastes like Budweiser trying to make um, 
like a, a strong beer, but it tastes like garbage. And the regular Budweiser tastes like, it tastes good. It's just too motherfucking fizzy, man. I'm just like, burp, burp, burp. Every burp, and you know, like you can't, you can't, uh, Slam them. You slam them, man. I get hiccups hella easily because of the fucking fizziness in the drinks and all that. So I'm not really too much of a fan of it. Like, I like smooth beers. I like beers that you can sip on. You know, Modellos are pretty fucking smooth, too. So I'll, maybe I'll get a Modelo later on. But, um, you know, fucking brutal, brutal beers are like the Hurricanes and like some shit like that, the cheaper ones. But it depends on what kind of shit you're looking for. You know, I like my hard alcohols, too. But, man, I don't like those fucking headaches that it comes with or the unpredictability of everything that's coming that could come with it especially when you're drinking and smoking at the same time you know considerably guilty of doing both of those things motherfuckers so um let's get back to um verdict mma that the picks and stuff and you know towards the last leg of the show we'll have some more fun we'll talk about my favorite beers and anything else of existence ladies and gentlemen so as adesanya versus costa we'll start we're going to start it off with Hakim Duwadu versus Zubara Tehugov. I pick Zubara to win by United decision. Motherfuckers, when I lose by split decision, that's when I get, ah, I'm just like, fuck! Sorry if I screamed in anybody's ear. So I picked Zubara Tehugov to win. Easily could have got that one if it was a split decision, hence if the judges went the other way. Caitlin Vieira, perfect pick, baby! Against Sajara Eubanks, perfect pick. I thought Sajara was going to uh, win that one. I mean, I, th I thought maybe I made a mistake by not picking her, but, you know, Caitlin Vieira gets the job done. Kai Kara France, I picked I picked Brandon Royal. I don't know why. I mean, I, I mean, I know Kai Kara France is not too sharp about him, but, you know, I know that, you know, he's a good fighter and all that. So Dominic Reyes, I picked Dominic Reyes to win by unanimous decision. So let's just start it off. One, two, three. Three losses so far on my fight picks. God damn it. So two, two and three. Talk about you know, Jan Belhovich's UFC star. Two wins and four losses. I start my verdict MMA uh, towards the end of the, the, the end of the fucking uh, month. I start my I, my verdict uh, end my verdict MMA betting going in two wins and three losses. God damn, that was terrible. All right. Coming up next, UFC Fight Night um, on ESPN 16, October twenty uh, October 3rd, 2020. Former UFC uh, women's bantamweight champion for uh, top contender in both featherweight and the bantamweight division. Holly Holm goes up against Irene Aldana. And we're going to start it off with um, the five-fight main card. Starting off with Dusko, Tor Dusko Todorvic versus Dequan Townsend. I've never heard of any of these guys in my fucking life, so what the fuck? I'm saving experience points, baby. Jorgen DeCastro versus Carlos Felipe. Um, I bet on Jorgen DeCastro last time, you son of a bitch. Don't let me down again. I'm picking Jorgen DeCastro by knockout in the second round. Here we go. 200 experience points and, you know, a bet 200 to win 640 potential payout, if I'm correct. You got to get the, the method and the round as well too so you know, you know that that plays a factor you know sometimes picking the right fighter isn't enough there's a little bit more of an adrenaline rush when you pick the right fucking fighter as well and the right method and the round and when you get perfect picks oh a good one Jermaine Durandamy versus Juliana Pena Jermaine Durandamy you know, is a fucking assassin former UFC Bantamweight champion as well oh wait former UFC featherweight champion 
She fought for the Bantamweight title, was unfortunately unlucky against Amanda Nunes, but Jermaine Durandamy is an excellent striker. Her Muay Thai kickboxing background, her record that she's had in kickboxing and, you know, um, combat outside of the MMA, dude, she's a fucking assassin, 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 and on the feet, she beats the fuck out of Juliana Pena, in my opinion, so... Let's turn up the heat a little bit. Let's hype this shit up. I think if it doesn't go in the grappling, Juliana Payne is a phenomenal grappler. She's a great grappler. I mean, I don't think her striking is anywhere near Jermaine Durandamy, though. So if Durandamy can keep her off, keep her off the cage, you know, keep her back off the cage, keep her, keep her the clinching out of this, you know, taking takedowns, even though Jermaine has shown good, you know, de defense, you know, in the past, you know, if there's any of those positions that came, she's improved quite substantially. So um, Jermaine obviously did get taken down in the Amanda Nunes fight the second one time around. But if... if it's it's Juliana Pena, you know, ultimate fighter winner. Um, if she's not successful with the grappling or takedowns, you know, I'd say that's key to victory to win. But it, 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 I'm like, <laughs> if she's not successful, right? Then Durandamy's gonna win all day. I don't see Pena trying to knock Durandamy out. Durandamy has like probably the most experience out of all the women when it comes to combat sports in that division, for sure. So I, I'm going to pick Durandamy. I'm going hard in the paint on Durandamy. Decision win, and I'm going to bet hard on you, baby. 300 experience points to win 1,052. 152. All right. I'm perfectly fine with doing that. All right. So going down to Jorgen De Castro versus Felipe, Carlos Felipe. I think I already picked De Castro by second round knockout. Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Want to talk about underdog picks. This one's going to be big. I think I'm going to be slightly more successful on this fight night pick than the rest, even though I don't know who some of these motherfuckers are at the top of it. But um, I will see, and we will see that. Hold on, give me one second. All right, give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. So, anyways, I forgot what we we're fucking talking about. That's why you shouldn't smoke so much weed. But anyways, guys, let's move along um, to the final leg of the show. We can get back to talking about alcohols now if you want to. Um, there's a lot of them, honestly. Like, when it comes to, like, favorite ones that I like, there's it's, it's like a time and place for specific ones. Like, some days you're just not craving the other ones, like... I'd probably have to say, like, at the top of it, if I had to pick, like, a beer, I know it sounds amateurish to say Modelo, but that's one of my favorite ones. But I like, I like the, you know, like, the Longanitas, the, um, the Blue Moons, like, those kind of vibes, like, those kinds of beers. Like, that's actually one thing I want to do. Is it bad to have aspirations to travel the world? to try all the different alcohols and beers in the different countries and different places like that. Because that's what I want to do. Like, I want to travel and and try the different foods and stuff. Because I like food, man. I'm a big guy. I like to eat 240 pounds plus, ladies and gentlemen. It may not look like, but yes, this, this bad boy is 240 pounds. Walk around normally should be like around 220 or so. This quarantine shit's got motherfuckers fat. Just kidding. Normally, like, I'd probably walk around 230, 240. Just, you know, because, like, a lot of massive muscle and stuff and carry a lot of fucking power in my legs. 
my back and my legs probably more powerful, most powerful. My hands too. If we want to catch these hands, motherfuckers, you can come this way. Um, but yeah, so I mean, really, two hundred forty pounds plus. But yeah, I love my food, man. I'm always eating some good shit. You know, it's like not a meal if I don't eat something that's absolutely satisfying every single day. It's it doesn't make me excited if I'm not eating something that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like I don't being like a stoner and smoking a lot. You know, I'm not saying that that's the reason why I like good food. I just like good food in general. It was like, you know, at one point in time in, in a lot of our lives, we weren't either we either weren't able to afford it or we didn't have the luxuries of what we have now. So it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting and it's humbling as well. Considering like the fact that you know I was thinking about this the other day. This is completely off topic. It's not talking about food or anything. But you know when I bought my I bought my gift my my birthday pre my old my you know like kind of late birthday present and shit like that. Um, so like I said, I bought the new iWatch right, and I bought a a band for it, like a hardcore nice band, and um. You know, I was thinking about, dude, I was like, I just spent like, uh, I didn't spend that much. I'm going to tell you how much I spent because Jesus Christ is a lot. But, um, you know, I was just thinking like, dude, you deserve this, man. You know, some people will sit and stress about like what they pay for, certain shit like that. You know, especially if you're trying to save money or not spend a lot of money on crazy shit. But I'm like, dude, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I earned that shit, man. I, I worked very hard for it. I, you know, I, I always do. And I'm very dedicated and have a lot of energy very charismatic, you know, at both jobs, I'm, I always deliver, I always make it, I always show up, and, you know, um, I just felt like, you know, obviously it was time to make a, you know, get a, a gift for myself, you know what I mean, you know, people, if you work hard and stuff, you, you deserve to be rewarded, especially when you go through struggles to get where you need to be, you know, it's a struggle to do a lot of things like that, so, you know, by all means, get yourself a, uh, something nice like that model of the day moral of the day and there we go looking across the street a fucking neighbor who looks good everything looks good from the back you guys remember me talking about that that clip is still available on my instagram if you want to check it out <laughs> Dude, she's wearing a dress too she looks good from the back she's just ugly in the face bro like if that was the last piece of pussy on the planet then i'd understand if it was just me and her on the planet I'd be laying there fucking the shit out of her. Hopefully she doesn't hear this. Jesus Christ, sexual harassment, right? Um, but no, she doesn't even know who the fuck I'm talking about. You guys don't even know who the fuck I'm talking about either, so it's all good. It's not like I'm saying the name or anything live. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's she's all right looking from a distance, but that's like what you call a, a butterface. But, you know, there's some girls, man. Some girls have, you know, there's some ugly girls, but they probably have some good pussy, though. Your face doesn't make up for your, how your pussy works or operates. Same goes for men. Same thing if you're looking for a guy, like, it's fucking ugly. You know, maybe he's, like, the biggest fucking Johnson ever. But, you know, some girls, like, girls and guys are both guilty of doing this. But it, a lot of people are turned off from looks. Like, if you're ugly as fuck, I'm not trying to talk to you. Is that harsh to say? Like, as nice of a guy I am, it seems like, oh, I care about personality. I'm a cancer, so I care about a lot of personality. Like, I, when, when it comes to, like, a woman, you know, I don't look just for looks. Looks is part of it, but, you know, if you have a great personality and you're, um, 
the way you carry yourself, you have goals, you have aspirations, you're good at talking, you're good at holding conversations and shit like that. In a perfect world, that's exactly what I look for. But, you know, there is a side of me that likes the looks. You know, I'm not necessarily going to be banking on if you have a big booty or some big titties. If your face is cute, man, that's good enough for me. I'm not saying that I'm easy uh, to get go at women or just get anybody, but, you know, I'm, I don't ask for too much, man. Especially if you're fucking fine as fuck. That's the bitch you're going to be fucking for a long time until you break up or until you find the next one, right? Or if you're married. I mean, I'm not going to have an ugly wife. <laughs> There's so much crazy shit going on in this world and so many people get so offended and all this, but we're finding time to have some fun, man. Especially, like, I like a lot of... There's a lot of different fine-ass bitches out there on the planet. Now, I don't refer to women as bitches. There's just a lot of fine-ass fucking women out there, man. There's no I come from a good spot when I say bitches, for sure. Ay, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me fucking answer this text message. Um, we, My friend from a long-ass time ago, Austin... Um, Hit me up recently on Facebook, or, you know, I got him on Facebook now. Um, we're aiming to have him on the podcast in the future. And mind you, this is going to be a fucking amazing podcast. We talk about blowing shit up in 2020, and my voice tone gets louder as my voice tone gets louder and louder and louder. We're going to have a good show. So we're looking to have him on probably the next couple of weeks. So that would be cool to have on there. Um, just text me. Um. that fucking neighbor everything but her face just put a bag over it or <sighs> you guys want to hear a little fucking story about that speaking of like putting someone's face by you before you fuck them um there was like all right this is gonna be so fucking hilarious all right this is gonna be so fucking hilarious strap yourself in strap yourself in keep all feet Hands and feet in the vehicle at all times. Get fucking ready. So there was just one time that I was fucking this one girl, right? And, okay, so it's so weird because, you know, there's some times where people come too fast. Either because they're not interested in you or they're just trying to get this shit out of the way, right? So that, that wasn't the case. I don't know why, but it just, at first, the first time, the first session... It always comes so fast. It depends on if you don't like them. Like if you're not into them, you're you're just kind of trying to get it out of the way, get get your nut out and all that. Then then I can understand that. Depends on if you're passionate about them and your body's overall sexual performance. I'm not gonna get like scientific and all that uh, about it. But like short, long story short, basically there was an instance of a uh, during one of the during the rounds. Um, that I had pictured someone else's face. Like, I not their face, like, I wasn't, like, it was in the dark, but I was thinking about someone else's, like, someone else while fucking this individual. This was a long-ass time ago, like, a long-ass time ago, but I was just thinking, like, that's so fucking hilarious. Like, you know, I said put the bag on the fucking head so you don't have to see the person. Uh, what the hell is that shit out there? Someone driving by. Who the fuck wants to get some catch these hands? I left my goddamn charger at work. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Son of a fucking bitch. But anyways, guys, um, yeah, so short, long story short, I just pretended there was somebody else 
And I guess they kept me hard, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we could talk about anything on this podcast. I need to worry. I got I to gotta think about and uh, not be so uptight about what the shit, the shit we say on here, bitch. We're on Spotify, motherfuckers. We're everywhere. We're available everywhere. You get your shows. And, um... And so forth. Let me finish this beer. Let me turn around, too. Let me sit up straight. Let me make sure I do everything correctly on the show. We're going to get uh, we're gonna get blasted on this last this last leg of the show. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and joining us, as always. Like I said, join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter, KWTKPod, ladies and gentlemen, as well. Oh, man, I want to make some t-shirts. Fuck, bro. It's going to take a lot of time, though. I might have to go into the uh, custom t-shirts place instead of ordering them online. Um, I am pretty hungry too, so I think DoorDash is on is under the way, underway for later as well. So I don't know. Um, I do have some money in my wallet, but I'm too lazy to go anywhere. So that's everything that's planned. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show too. By the way, we're not we're not done. We're we're this we're dedicating the last leg of this to just absolute fucking off, getting high, and getting fucked up in here. Yeah, it's the morning time, but yeah, the earlier you start, the longer you have to enjoy the rest of your day. Daytime drinking is that bad on a Sunday on Jesus Day? Anybody, anybody got any insight on that? Any thoughts? Any opinions? We're having a lot of fun though. That's the thing. We 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 started the show off on fire. We talked about everything. The OC two fifty three post show it was crazy. We're having a lot of fun. So. Um, I have no interest in talking about home versus Aldana, so that's what kind of turned me away from it, and a lot of people are kind of shunning that as a main event. However, it's a, fi- a phenomenal, you know, fight, but I just don't think it's main event worthy. Wasn't there, like, something else that was going to be headlining before that anyways? I wish there was somebody in the background that could say, Chug, 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 chug. That's not exactly what we're going to do, Okay. Countdown and three. We're gonna drink this. We're gonna drink this nasty ass Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold in under thirty seconds. Okay, so three, and two, and one. Woo! <laughs> Ugh! Ugh! Fucking disgusting, bro. That shit was fucking disgusting. All right, there we go. Uh, now, time to get high. It's so crazy. We just, like, absolutely fuck off in the last part of the show, which is pretty fucking hilarious. But anyways, um, let's get back to what we were talking about, the, the girls thing. So, if you want my honest assessment, man, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not, a, I'm not an asshole or anything. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you're ugly or anything. Because, you know, i fucked plenty of ugly girls. I've talked to plenty of ugly girls, man. And for me, it's all about the personality. So, deep down, gun to head. You know, I'd say that personality is everything. You know, if your personality sits well with me, if it, you know, if you, we connect, if you're able to hold a conversation, that's, that shit's so attractive. That, you know, when you find your person, a person that you're really into, that you really like, that shit's unavoidable. Like, your body, my friends told me this the other day, she was telling me, like, your body will give you signs and shout out to you you know who you are i'll have you listen to this later um she was saying that you know your body knows when it's time your body knows um if you like a person or not obviously like i said if someone turns you on obviously like if i were to be turned oh when we get turned on it's i get turned on by the person the way they portray themselves 
how they make me feel as an individual and you know just the overall feeling that they give me you know internally within it's not because their booty's big or their their titties it's because their personality like ooh baby your personality is sexy i want to fuck you because you're a nice personality when do people ever say that now it's just like oh baby you you look good or you're posting some pictures i want to let's go home together or some shit like that I don't know what people do like that. I don't openly just tell women I want to fuck them. Especially not online. I mean, I wouldn't say that shit to them in person. So you got to think about what you would say to a girl in person. You know, you got, you got to talk. You got to give conversations off instead. I think I'm dry. I don't have any beer. Is there another one in the fucking fridge? Can you guys wait for me? Commercial break. There's no music to play in the goddamn background. But we'll be right back. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I promise. Stay tuned. Keep yourself occupied. We are back. Got a fresh cold one from the bet from the refrigerator, man. You guys should hear more accents. I actually should talk in an English accent if you want. All right, it's good to be back here on Kicking It with the King. I'm, I'm, I don't know. That's too much pressure trying to do a fucking British accent. What were we talking about? Yeah. So I don't get turned on by like I get I get turned on by good personalities, good energy. You just have that good energy. It's like ooh. You're so you're such a nice person, and respectfully, you're such a nice person, and I'd love to fuck you. You ever tell anybody that passionately? Like, would you get in trouble for saying that? Like, how would how would a girl take that though? Like, I mean, nowadays it's like you can't say certain shit to people because they get offended or the, the woke people come out of the woodwork and and all that. But like, it's not bad to want to fuck someone because of their personality it's like dude you have a good person for me that's how i see person like a personality a good personality for me is someone who's good with communication someone who has a good sense of humor someone who has a good work ethic and this isn't a perfect scenario or anything i've seen a lot of chicks like this they may not necessarily be the best people to be in a relationship with but i have seen these qualities in lots of girls so good personality good work ethic confidence Hardworking, always shows up, treats you good, is there for you when you need it, right? Those are good characteristics. I like them. Those those make me want to just have a billion rounds with a girl at night. Fuck. Fuck five rounds. Fuck three rounds. I'd rather have some good rounds, baby. <laughs> All right, let's pull it. Let's pop this shit open, baby. Is it safe to say that this is part two? post show who 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 does post shows like this we don't what the fuck this thing's not opening yeah, let me pop this shit open real quick baby oh there we go all right bottoms up 
fucking disgusting if you ask me. Any news, anything breaking that we talk about? Let me pull up my Twitter. Ooh. I'm not telling you guys what I'm drinking, but that shit is horrendous. Sherry Black Panther will reportedly join the MCU's new Avengers. Awesome! <laughs> you know what, what it is? You know, I, I want to go back to, like, the excitement where I was excited for, like, you know, like, the, the new Avengers Endgame movie when it came out and watching all the fucking accounts on YouTube, like, break down the fucking Easter eggs and you know, top ten things you may have missed. Top twenty things that you missed in this movie and all that. Um, we, we used to watch a couple of them and, and talk about them on the show and shit like that. But um, I miss all that shit, man. You know what I mean? Chimaya versus Izzy. Come on, man. Kamzad Chimayev, um, this is going back to the world of MMA, but, you know, a lot of people are talking about him, you know, he's calling people out, he said he wants Israel Adesanya next, but like, whoa, 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 slow your roll, Kamzad Chimayev, I think a fight with Neil Magny makes a little bit more sense, because, you know, I don't like this, because the same thing happens, it happens over and over and over and over again, I want to keep seeing this happen, okay, so, you know, when we get these hyped people, I mean, Johnny Walker talks about, talking about he was going to be beating John Jones. Um, I don't know. Who, who are some other overly hyped people? Can, we should make a list of the top ten overly hyped son of a bitches on the planet. Because I can't think of anyone else. But, you know, just I just know it happens repeatedly. And it's like, dude, chillax. I mean, Kamzad has shown fucking amazing skills, and by all means, he may be serious. I mean, he's knocking motherfuckers out at 185 pounds, natural 170-pounder. Let's see him against Neil Magny, though. That's what I want to see is, uh... Uh... Yeah, so it's like, whatever. Okay, um, oh, the interesting, 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 uh, little poll on Twitter that I came across. Fights I want to see after UFC 253. This is via Burks MMA on Twitter. Give him a follow. I don't even fucking follow him, but now you got my follow, motherfucker. All right, there we go. Fights you want us to see, we want to see after UFC 253. Number one, Israel Adesanya versus Jedi Cannoneer. I agree with that one. Ooh, interesting. Paulo Costa versus Yoel Romero, too. I'd like to see that one, considering the fact that it was a split decision. I think, if I'm not mistaken, or I think it was unanimous or something like that. But, you know, a lot of people thought Yoel Romero won, so I can see that one. Um, Dominic Reyes versus Alexander Rakic. Rakic, Rakic. Brandon Royval versus Alexander Pantoja. Hakeem Duwadu versus Macron Americani. It's not the most stacked matchups, and... You know, if it was like a fight card, I, mean, I guess that would be a good one, I guess. That would be a stacked fight card, but, you know, those are some good fights to talk about for the future. Stuff like that, but it only depends, you know. I don't really like it. When, when I think about fights and stuff, I really like to have some shit that makes some sense. 
Alrighty, but um, I think that's all we got, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we had a lot of fun today. We had a lot of fun, aside from uh, John Jones says that the more I think about it, I'm glad the belt went to such a humble guy. I'm sincerely happy for John. For Jan. Uh, and to close the show off, I'm very, very happy for Jan as well. You know, he's very humble, very respectful guy, very sweet kind of guy, um, very respectful. He has a baby coming up, so now uh, he can welcome his baby into the world by the end of this year and be UFC Light Heavyweight Champion, so that's beautiful, man. <laughs> you know, it's very beautiful. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. I mean, Reyes is a humble guy, too. Uh, but, you know, obviously, fucking John Jones, he says, sorry, Mexico, next time, he's referring to Dominic Reyes, and someone's like, bruh, he, Reyes doesn't even speak Spanish, and then someone else comments and says, all Mexican-Americans are supposed to speak Spanish, I'm guessing all African-Americans are supposed to speak their native language. <laughs> oh my god, we're all low-key racist somehow, though, like, in some way, you're kind of... Fucking John says, Costa done with the antics yet? John Jones is on Twitter rampage yesterday. He's like, what's up with Izzy right now? Right. What's up with Izzy's right tit? John, enjoy, my friends. Congratulations. John's a be cocky, eat cocky. That's it. I'm going to bed now. I'm reading all John Jones' tweets. Shit's not as easy as it looks. Apple Valley champ, keep your head up. <laughs> Was John Jones drunk? I'm gonna need some Dominic bandwagon memes. Boo. Who mad? Dominic nose is broke. John was no way. John John had to be drunk or something. There's no way. He tweeted like freaking fifteen tweets. Maybe he just maybe he's just bored. I love John Jones. John's is amazing. Whoa, someone tagged John in a tweet, said, John, you made Jeopardy, congrats, no bones about it, this dominate, this dominant UFC light heavyweight has a brother who plays linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals, and he made it on, on, a. ew, <laughs> oh, so Colby, um, Colby, when Colby Covington went and fought, um, Tyron Woodley, this last one, uh, the promo, it says John Jones tweet or didn't tag him, but it said apparently it's cold sore season because it was showing the Colby Tyron promo and it shows him watching on TV and you see a little cold sore in Colby's lip and it says he says it still got herpes or some shit like that. <laughs> John Jones went on a fucking crazy rampage. I love John. John's fucking awesome though, bro. Um, but anyways, guys, that's, uh, you know, congrats to Israel Adesanya, man. He's, must be on cloud nine. That's gotta feel good. I mean, his, his, his social media game is very well. And damn, how about some stats to end it? 75 wins and six losses in kickboxing. 20 and 0. So we said 19 and 0 earlier. 20 and 0 in the UFC and 5 and 1 in boxing. Total of 100 wins and... Seven losses in all of his combat sports career. How about it? Israel fucking Adesanya! Woo! I was so fucking excited when I saw that. TKO, baby. Let's fucking watch that shit again. 
You know, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Israel Asanya looked good. Shit. <laughs> Fucking uh, crazy ass tweets. Someone was like, you're holding back for months. Because, you know, Israel said he was Mount... Uh, Israel posted, made a post of a uh, picture of him on top of Holocausta saying mounted by a white belch in the Brazilian white belch. Os. And then he said, bro, I didn't want to bust too early. Israel Adesanya's freaking Twitter game is so fucking hilarious. I love him. And Stylebender freaking reminds me of the Avatar and shit like that. But hell yeah, great performance by Israel. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's 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 wrap this shit up. It is good to be back. We had a lot of fun today. Oh man, I'm gonna miss this shit, man, for sure. You know, we 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 uh with a lot of shows, ladies and gentlemen, and you know I know I've been busy a lot as of late, but that does not deter us from having great shows. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. You can follow me on Twitter at GTKingOfficial, GTheKingOfficial on Instagram, GMeeker underscore MMA on, Inst- or on Snapchat as well. Uh, and, like I said, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, connect with us, talk with us, tune in, stream, and everything else under the sun, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys sincerely. Thank you all for joining us here on the show today. We had a lot of fun. Uh, UFC 253 post-show. Hope you guys enjoy it. The last leg of the show was absolute bananas. We had some fun today. And like, like, like I said, we talked about everything UFC 253, everything Israel Asanya, everything Jan Bohovic. Fantastic performances. Great job by both men. Um, unlucky for Reyes and unlucky for Paulo Costa, but the thing they both have in common is they both will be back better and stronger than ever. Reyes just fought John Jones and Jan Bohovic, two of the best fighters in the world, considered the best fighters in the world, you know, top-tier fighters in the world. I mean, Costa just fought one of the best middleweights in the world. He's proven, you know, you know passing the torch from Anderson Silva to Israel Asanya. It's just absolutely crazy, man, you know. So, like I said, um, like I said, follow us. Subscribe, like, share, rate, review, anchor.fm forward slash kwtkpod to listen to all our episodes recorded, all our episodes that we've done with Anchor. Um, if you want to start your own podcast today, you can visit the uh, link as well at www.anchor.fm forward slash start. And or, like I said, since it's 2020, you can pop that app store open or the Google Play Market and download the Anchor app for free. Five-star rating, ladies and gentlemen, for a reason. Nothing but positive reviews. It's a sister app of Spotify, and it distributes your podcast to the masses. It's super easy. All you need is an email and a password, ladies and gentlemen, and a beautiful voice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of this bitch. Bye, folks.